Welcome, everyone. It's another episode of Just Me with R.R. Campbell. We are in episode 19 now. Really, really getting up there, you know? Who, who thought we would make it this far? I don't know. The inexorable march of time, perhaps. But anyway, we're here. Thank you, everyone, for joining me for this episode. I wanted to touch briefly on last week's episode before we get into the fun stuff that I have planned today, capital F, fun stuff. And I've been thinking a lot about what it is I threw out into the ether as it pertains to reckonings on race in publishing, etc. And I think that what I want my takeaway from that episode to be, truly, for myself and for others, is that this is all about continuing to learn, to educate oneself, and to grow. I think even now at some of the things that I might have said last week or some of the things that I might have implied and I'm still not entirely sure that maybe that's the space that we want to inhabit after doing some further listening, doing some further reading on the topic, but I don't think it necessarily undercuts the broader themes that we were trying to get at in last week's episode. So we'll kind of leave that there. I don't want to go too deep down that trail, too deep into the woods for fear of rehashing it or for fear of perhaps putting myself in a position to not speak as cleanly on the topic as I would like. So we'll set that aside and we'll get now into the fun. Why are we going to talk about the fun today? Well, because I think we generally speaking need a little more fun right now. At least I know that I do, and one of the things that I have been doing to try to bring more fun into my life is to look at the things that I enjoy and try to embrace them a little bit more. Because yes, I enjoy doing things like making this series, I enjoy doing my writing, I enjoy podcasting, whatever the case might be, but all of that is part of this sort of work half of who I am. Because though I enjoy it, it is still to some extent work. And so what I have turned to looking at is primarily uh, Dungeons and Dragons right now, which I know I haven't talked much about since back in episode three with the episode entitled uh, Friendship and Fun, I believe it was. And it's not because we haven't been playing. No, on the contrary, I think back then we were playing once every two weeks on Wednesday nights. We are now playing once every week on Wednesday nights. And the big challenge in speaking about D&D on this show has been that because we play on Wednesdays and I normally record on Tuesdays, well, it just doesn't quite sync up. If I record on Tuesday and we don't play until the next night, well, I'd be reporting on things that happened six days ago. By the time the episode comes out, it's a whole thing, right? But what I've been doing is looking at how I enjoy that space to just play and to play in a space where it is with friends and it's also related to story, but it isn't about trying to find ways to use that to further platform. It isn't about finding ways to use that to monetize the content or whatever the case might be. Because I think that one of the things that I have found myself really challenged by is every time I have a thought, right? And you know it's true even for this program here, is I say, well, I'm gonna create some content and I would like to find a way to make sure that the creation of that content gets me closer to my goals. And those goals professionally include things like selling books. They include things like getting out of the corporate landscape altogether. All of that is, you know, good to have in terms of goals, etc. But it takes some of the fun out of having this space, for example, between you and me. And so Dungeons and Dragons, D&D, has been a place where I can embrace not having to worry about any of that. And so that has made playing those games all the more fun. So why don't we just talk 
about what's going on in Dungeons and Dragons. And this is, as I say that, this is an invite for you, if you are someone who has played before, or even if you're someone who is not, to go ahead and leave something in the comments. Tell me how things are going in your campaign. Uh, what is the race of your character, the class of your character? What level are you at? What is something that you think is really cool about their personality or their backstory or anything that really is cool for you and would like to share, because that's what I want to use this space for here today. So a quick overview of kind of where we are in the campaign that we're playing and the character that I'm playing as. So I am playing as a character by the name of Reese Dolmek. Uh, Reese is a Fearbolg uh, druid. And if you're not familiar with Fearbolgs, because I know they're not the world's most uh, common race to play as, Fearbolgs are kind of a giant kin. Uh, they are, you know, humanoid, they're a little larger. For example, um, Reese has this like blue skin. He's kind of like a, they're normally reclusive as a people. And for example, Reese comes from the high forest. Uh, his, as many characters are in the world of D&D, he was orphaned though, not because, you know, some baddie came through his uh, nomadic tribe of tribe of Fearbolgs and killed off his parents or something. No, uh, Fear, uh, Fearbolg, our Fearbolg friend, Reese, was abandoned as a child when his parents went off in search of more, uh, we'll call it tobacco, for their pipes of smoke monsters. So yeah, I went with the went to the store for cigarettes and never came home kind of thing with him. I thought it was kind of funny. It still might be kind of funny. You know, it's nice when we bring in these tropes from, I don't know, real life or fiction in our world and try to find ways to frame them in this speculative space, right? But Reese is a druid who has went out into the world after having been abandoned by his parents and been raised by his grandfather uh, for a time when he was younger, but he actually decides that he's going to leave the high forest because he has these experiences as a child where the world is speaking to him. When I say the world is speaking to him, I don't mean things like in the druid capacity where, you know, sometimes they have speech of animal or uh, plant an animal or whatever the actual technical name for it is, where they can talk to these living things to some extent, or they can at least hear messages or relay messages. We're talking about literal inanimate objects. So Reese has had this ability since he was a kid to hear things that are said to him by, I don't know, just pick an implement that you might use for gardening or a statue or anything that should not have life teeming within it traditionally. And when Reese brought this up to his grandfather, his grandfather forbade him from, you know, thinking about this, from asking any questions. He said, if this gets out, you'll be shunned. And so Reese is filled with a great deal of shame, but he can't shake the fact that the world is speaking to him and he needs answers. Why is this happening? What can he do to master this as a skill and embrace it as an asset rather than, you know, sort of just feel awful for this ability that he has? And so this is what sets Reese out into the world. He does some traveling here and there. He doesn't get many leads for quite a few years. And then he finally hears that he has the opportunity to if he can only find this man with, I forget what the particular phrase is, but I used a phrase where a traveler tells him, ah, yes, there's someone who might be able to help you. I don't know his name, but I know that he has this sort of like wizened look about him and a scar across his face, you know, that kind of thing. And so Reese heads to Waterdeep. 
And this is where he actually finally meets up with the other individuals who are in the campaign that I am actively a part of right now. And what was really interesting to me is that I had this really cool idea, what I thought was a cool idea for this Fearbold character in my head. And he was very soft-spoken, of course, very in tune with nature because he is a druid. When the, when the party first stumbles upon him, he's actually outside a tavern. So he's not even in the tavern. He's not drinking. He's not talking to other people. He's out there with this sort of uh, wand, or I think it's like a staff of flowers or something like that. And he's just like pointing it at the dirt and making little flowers grow right? That's the first image that you have of him as a member of the party. And I remember when I first, this is also, you know, it's my first session of D&D &D and I'm asked by the dungeon master, so what are you doing when the party arrives at the tavern? And this is, this is what I went with. And the party didn't know how to respond. They didn't quite know how to interact with Reese, uh, especially because his answer to everything was just, he was doing what the way, in quotes here, the way told him to do because that was how he was raised, was to kind of embrace this uh, philosophy that he referred to as Deoismu. And that is just embracing the flow of the universe and kind of carrying it, carrying him where he needs to go, but also knowing that he has this deep, awful question that he needs re to resolve for himself in order to feel whole. But as Reese joined up with the party, he gets more comfortable with people. He goes down into the dungeon, which is under mountain, and, you know, he gets his feet wet in battle. He has an opportunity to make some friends. He sees that he has the ability to kind of uh, use this skill. He gets a little better at it here and there in terms of his ability to talk, th talk to things and use that to get clues for what the party writ large is looking to do. But one thing I, as me, the person who is, you know, I guess in charge of Reese or has to play as Reese every week, I realized eventually though that what is Reese doing? Being an Undermountain isn't actually getting him any closer to what it is that he needs to know for himself to be whole. At no point when he has been in the dungeon has he gotten any sort of lead. I personally wasn't really doing a great job bringing that up. I wasn't putting the backstory out into the game. I wasn't letting other people know that this was something that was important to Reese. And why? Well, because also it was part of this very passive, true neutral philosophy of this Deoismu thing. It was just trusting the way and kind of being there and hoping the answers are delivered to you. And what I came to realize in recent weeks is that this, in my view, fundamentally does not work for a D&D character. One of the things that I've been doing to kind of embrace fun and try to bring more of the things that I've been enjoying about D&D into my life is listening to podcasts, um, including Adventuring Academy with Brennan Lee Mulligan. I have also been um, watching the WebDM series, uh, the WebDM channel on YouTube. And I've been learning a great deal about it. And one of the things that really stuck out to me really stood out to me as part of a WebDM video that I watched recently was this idea that, you know, you have to keep in mind that in the world of Dungeons and Dragons, the people that are in your party are not representative of the world writ large. There are people out there who are just bakers, you know, they're just trying to do their best every day to bake bread for their community. And if you're going to be someone who goes off on an adventure, you have to be part of that, like one, three, 5% of people who's willing to go into dungeons and fight monsters. Yeah, great point, right? Reese isn't that guy. What's he doing? He has he has questions that he needs answered, and he's not doing anything to actively bring that self bring that to himself. And on top of that, it ties into this idea of passivity, which was 
a little bit of a challenge for me to recognize when I noticed finally why it was that Reese wasn't quite clicking for me. It's because he's passive. It's the same thing in fiction, right? I tell people this all of the time in my capacity as a writing coach is that, well, our main character isn't just a pass-through to present story to readers. Our main character can't just be a proxy to whom the world happens and they just kind of take it. That can be part of an arc. It can be certainly something that is where they are when a story begins, but we need characters who are actively invested in their own story and who are actively invested in seeking something out, whether it's something physical, whether it's something mental, emotional, they have some deficit and they need it filled. And Reese has that, but what would Reese do to, to get those answers? Well, it wouldn't be go into a dungeon. It wouldn't be to go fight monsters. It wouldn't be to go help someone uh, find their parents who got lost in the dungeon. That's part of our campaign, but like, yeah, he's a good person, but that's not where, that's not the reason he came to Waterdeep. And so having played Reese for four months, five months, I had to go to my DM and say, I think Reese has to go. I think he has to go. And I was surprised, uh, and it was really encouraging how receptive to this my dungeon master was, um, because if I can't embrace a character that I feel is the kind of person who's gonna be part of the party, who's really gonna be part of the campaign, I'm just always kind of in the background, which is fine. Some characters need to be in the background, but just kind of doing what I can to survive. And I, I don't wanna play a character who's just trying to like get by, right? I want someone who can really embrace the sense of adventure. And that leads me now, this is spoilers for anyone who might be watching this who is a part of this campaign. I've got a new character coming, all right? A new character, one who will be up to the challenge of adventure. And this character is a tabaxi bard. So yes, one of the cat people, again, one of the lesser used races in Dungeons and Dragons, a tabaxi bard by the name of Yarnsworth. Yarnsworth is a member of the College of Lore. His whole thing is about, it is my destiny to chronicle the adventures of the great heroes of our age and put them in the authoritative tome that will serve as the history of adventuring in our time. And I have this idea of him. I'm, I'm so excited about him because he's gonna be a, a more go-getter, gung-ho, like, yeah, let's do this kind of thing. I have this idea of him as looking like kind of like a caracal, if you're familiar with that kind of cat. Uh, he is like the most dashing, charismatic cat man. He is confident to a fault. He walks into every room thinking he can charm everyone and get the stories that he needs to get for his little tome. And he speaks with just this very, I imagine him speaking kind of like Maeve from Westworld. It's like that particular kind of confidence where you have him meeting a group of people and it's like, who are you? Well, I'm Yarnsworth. My friends call me Yarny, but don't get any ideas. Very just like biting, bardish, like bardic sort of, uh, everything is a performance. Everything is a show. And he's not even like a musical kind of bard. He's a, he's a story bard, right? I think about how there are going to be these really cool ways to have him pass like bardic inspiration to people during battle where he just like flips he's got really high acrobatics i imagine him like flipping up onto a platform and just like narrating the story as it unfolds like this great like how he's going to record this later and inspiring like krythog the catcher who is another member of our party to really just take on that barbarian rage and show you know these baddies who's boss kind of thing 
And so the lesson that I'm kind of taking away from this is one, really make the most out of the fun that you can, right? You know, try to take the things that you enjoy and make them your own as much as possible. Because I could have kept playing as Reese and I might still play as him for a session or two more. I have to kind of feel out at what point he's truly retired. Last night's session kind of gave him that out. I don't know yet if when next session starts, if the Dungeon Master is just going to say, okay, yeah, Reese is gone. Or if it's going to be like, all right, well, what does the party want to do that Reese has walked off with like this wizened old man who might be the person who can give Reese answers? I don't think it actually is, but Reese wants to believe it is. And what what comes next, you know? And if I hadn't spoken up, if I hadn't had this new idea for a character who felt like it would be someone who would be out there in the world trying to do these things, I'd be having fun, sure, but it wouldn't be like, yeah, I'm jacked i'm ready to do this every wednesday night kind of thing and really throw myself into a character because that's what it has to be all about right in this space is embodying someone else for a couple of hours and trying to really see the world through their eyes it's a really great sort of sunrise sunset thing to the day insofar as if i start my day on a wednesday and i'm writing a manuscript with a character that i really care about a story that i really care about i can get my day off on the right foot and if I can finish that same day by really throwing myself into a character and taking on the sort of like putting putting myself out there as this character and acting in ways that would not be normal for me as a person, I can start and finish the day in this really nice parallel manner that will let me embody fun from start to finish. So I don't know. The takeaway here, folks, is just look at the things that you do have. Look at what it is that makes you happy, that gives you those quiet moments of pause, that just generally makes you feel more fulfilled, and see if there's a way that you can not monetize it, not turn it into some sort of plank in your platform, but rather to say, hey, I like this. What can I do to love this? Or if it's something you love, what can I do to bring that into my life more often? Make that happen for yourself because you deserve that space you deserve having that, and you're the only person. Again, let's not be let's not be passive about it. Be active about it, and make it happen for you. So we'll end this episode there. Thank you everyone for joining me for episode 19 of Just Me with RR Campbell. You can find me online, Instagram, Twitter. You know where I am. It's I am RR Campbell is the handle there. Really do appreciate you swinging by for this episode. We'll have some more updates on what it is I plan on doing with this show going forward here, probably starting next week or as we get deeper into July. We might do a bit of a format change starting in August, but until then, always go out there and live unscripted, unedited, and unafraid.